0: What's that? Mom, washing a wheelbarrow? Uh, are you real? Youth and disability.
1: What's that? Now arriving
0: at Sing Radio.
1: This service has
2: now departed.
3: Oh hell
0: no. Hell no, hell no. Is it youth? Hell no. Is it hell disability?
3: No. Raise the platform. No. Ready, willing, and able. Raise the platform. Raise the platform.
0: Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Raise the Platform for this week, the 27th of August, 2016. We have got Amy here today. Hello. And plus, returning from Cambodia on their soccer power trip, our resident ghost, Rosie. Hello. And Alex.
1: Hello. Welcome back, guys. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Um, If you didn't know, these two went on a bit of an adventure, you could say. Well, you can definitely say an adventure to Cambodia, where you hand-cycled. Around Cambodia, we did. We did it
0: yes. for um, Cycle Power, which is a disability sport and recreation initiative.
1: And we travelled. How far did we travel, Alex? Uh, five
3: hundred and twenty
1: kilometres. Yeah. I can't even like comprehend that distance in my head. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I didn't do all of it. I uh, managed to do three hundred okay. of it, well, which I was still very a impressed. Bloody good, eh? with. Yeah, so, yeah. That's like <laughs> the majority of the. The majority of the distance. Yeah. And, yeah, no, but, like, trying to picture that distance in my head, it's just not, it's not a, like, a distance you can just immediately picture. Mm, no.
2: Yeah, speaking about that, we are talking today about travel and more about the, about Rosie and Alex's soccer bar trip, but we're going to start now with a song. This is a Sweet 16 this week, so you will be hearing this so, you would have heard this throughout the week here on Sin. This is Julie, Jacqueline, and Coming of Age. You're listening to Sin 90.7, Raise the Platform.
1: That was Julia, Jacqueline, with Coming of Age. That is one of our Sweet 16 tracks this week on Sin. You're listening to Raise the Platform with Rosie, Alex, Jaden, and myself, Amy. Now, before uh, that song, we were discussing Rosie and Alex's trip around Cambodia. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. And Vietnam. And Vietnam, and Vietnam, of yes. course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, can you guys explain a bit more about what you did and all of that sort of thing? Do you want to take that away, Alex? Yes.
3: Okay. So we're pretty much raising awareness for people with disabilities overseas in Asia. Yep. Um, obviously, they don't get the same opportunities that we do. Yeah. So um, it's, very, it's very big for us to um, go over there. But we mainly went over there for the... Um, Women's Cambodian wheelchair basketball team.
1: Yeah, I saw that you guys played a bit of basketball.
3: Yeah. So we actually
1: went over there the
3: first time Cycle Power was a thing. Yep. And we um, created the
1: team. Oh, so so that team is an initiative of Cycle Power. Yeah. Cool.
3: yeah. Yeah. And we gave them, you know, wheelchairs and basketballs and everything that they needed. And we were able to get donations to them again this year. Very so
0: cool. they
3: were very happy with that.
0: Yeah.
2: What of? What uh, of exactly? So
0: um, we gave them things like, I think we gave them more chairs, some day chairs, some sports chairs. We gave them some basketballs, jerseys. And then they wanted things like makeup. So we gave them makeup, jewellery, uh, bags, so makeup bags and different types of
1: bags. Yep. We gave and them bags, shoes yeah. as well. They wanted runners, very so cool. we got them different I just shoes. I wanted to point out here as well, I think at least some people – it's a bit of a misconception that people with disabilities don't need to exercise, like mm. the able bodied counterparts I guess. Yeah. And so like things like basketball, not only are they a good like recreational social community building thing, mm. but they're also a really good form of exercise and yeah. that's yeah. something really important. Yeah. And and they actually get
3: paid yeah. to
1: actually train and, and like compete.
3: It. So it's really it's really good for them because they're the the disability
2: much. sports and recreation. Initiative's been will talk, which I did mention briefly a couple of weeks ago, yeah and that and that does show that a few pe that you can still exercise even though you've got a disability
1: mm
0: mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. yeah, and like Alex said, yeah, so we you know them getting um Paid to play basketball has kind of given them status in their... Yeah. So,
1: you know, a lot of them now are married, uh, have so kids. it's breaking down social stigma around disability mm, as well. It is, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, I have to mention, because um, I really want to, uh, when we were there uh, watching them play basketball, a lady from mm. one of the different rehabilitation centres from across the road came over and she was working with spinal cord injury um, and she was talking about how a lot of people over there with spinal cord injury, you know, kind of have given up on life. They don't even get out of bed in the morning because they, mm-hmm. you know, can't go to the toilets themselves. And obviously over there, there's squat toilets, so it makes yeah. it harder. And I found it really interesting that they don't talk to the um, re- rehabilitation centre, that the ladies that do the basketball, like, talk to them and, like, kind yeah, of so they're really get everything. close by each other. And yeah, yeah, but they're not communicating, and I found that very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. we
3: were able to have um, dinner with the basketball team and those ladies from across the road as well. So, I think, yeah, it really so helped. Making with that, that
1: communication. communication bridge. Yeah, very yeah. Cool. Um, can I ask, did you guys happen to play them? In basketball at all? Uh we didn't. We were, <laughs> we're like a bit, a bit t- intimidated. intimidated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: But um we actually in our cycle power group we have two um Australian Paralympian basketball players. Oh cool. uh, yeah. Shelly and
0: Leanne. Shelly and Leanne.
3: Uh, Shelley's the captain.
0: So, and hopefully we'll get them on our show because they seemed pretty keen to come on to raise a platform and have a chat about the Paralympics. So that might be a show later
2: down the track. Paralympics starts in 11 days. It does. The countdown
1: begins. But I guess back to what you guys were doing. um, Jaden was mentioning a couple of weeks ago on the show that he doesn't often see people using hand cycles. Mm. I'm going to assume it's an even less common sight. In Cambodia and Vietnam, yeah. did you? Yeah. What sort of reactions did you get to that?
0: We got a lot of kids running out yeah. and saying hello to us.
3: It was a lot of, a lot of shocked, um, faces. shocked faces because they obviously wasn't ex- wasn't weren't expecting us mm-hmm. there at all. And you know, once they get past the shock, and <laughs> you know, it's sort of amazement, and you know, you get to say hello to yeah. them, and they get really excited, and you know, the whole town talks about it. So yeah. it's
1: it's really, really good mm. in that um, way. Um, for people who don't know what hand cycling is, can you just explain that a little bit? Over to you, Alex. Yep. <laughs> um,
3: so my bike, they're all different really. Yeah. Um, my bike, I'm sort of um, sitting up almost, almost lying down, mm. um, sort of halfway in between. And um, my legs are strapped in like in front of me straight. And I'm using both of my arms to, like, pedaling, but, like, with your hands. So, it's, like... So, how are your arms
1: and your
0: hands, guys? My hands hurt. I keep waking up in the morning thinking that I've done permanent damage damage to my poor precious hands, but I probably (laughs) haven't. I'm just not used to using... They're a bit stiff. And I think I've squeezed the life out of the handlebars, so that's probably why they hurt so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I guess what was, like... The coolest thing you kind of saw while you were over there as well because it's very different to Australia and our landscape as well.
0: Um, I loved the differences between Cambodia and Vietnam because we yeah. spent majority of the time tra- uh, riding in Cambodia and then we only rode for two days in Vietnam and uh, Vietnam's a bit more rich, yeah, more richer compared to Cambodia so we kind of went from uh, lots of kind of shacks and Lots of cows and water buffalo and um, rice fields and stuff. And then we kind of got to Vietnam and we're on a freeway. Yeah, because it's, it's very oh gosh.
2: When it by came the to money, did you have to transfer all your money to the Vietnamese? The dong. Vietnamese dong and yeah, we
3: did. yeah, we used yeah. Um, Cambodia mainly. Use I mean they have their own currency, but yeah. they mainly use US dollar.
2: Yeah, my my brother's been over there for a World Challenge, and we. And yeah, he did mention that they do have their own currency, but they do use predominantly US dollars. Mm,
3: yeah. Yeah. So Vietnam also used US dollars as well. Mm. So they're pretty flexible with money. Yeah.
0: yeah I think uh, the closer you got into town, though, like further away from the country. They didn't, cause, cause we'd never stayed more than really two two nights in one place. Yeah. So I can't remember where we were, but when we got a bit further out of Vietnam, they no longer wanted you to use the US dollars. They were like, no, sorry, we only use our dong. Yeah. But then, then we went back because we kind of went out and then back in again. Yeah. Um, and then we could use US dollars again. And okay. at the airport you could use US dollars. Oh, for so visa could...
1: and
2: that? For the your visa and that?
0: Uh, no, just for like food just before you get on the yeah. plane because we had a night do you, flight. Do you have
1: any interesting food while you were over there? Yeah. Um. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, we really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we did.
0: What was interesting, though, was there anything weird that we ate? I can't remember anything too weird. I wouldn't
3: weird. say anything weird. It's it's pretty, um, like, we'd get the same as what we'd get in here. I think the way sometimes they cook things, because yeah. um, there what was that one night and... when um, we were having dinner with the basketball team, and they actually cooked us a, um, a soup. Mm. Um, but the way that they did it, it was very interesting to see. Yeah,
0: yeah, they like have a stove right in front of you. So they turn it on and like as a gas stove and then um, they just kind of cook everything in the soup while you're going. So they have it all beside you on a on a platter and they and they kind that of say, oh, what really do you cool. want in it? And then they put everything in it and it heats up and it's really yummy. I yeah, had a lot of it. I felt time. very fat after
1: that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the food was amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Very,
1: very cool. Well, that sounds like a really good trip, guys. Now we're going to go to, ch- uh, I almost said the name of the segment, the <laughs> Delta Rigs. We've never seen this before here on Sin. Yes, and this is a sweet 16. So once again, you've been listening to
0: this throughout the week. You're listening to Raise the Platform on in 90.7.
1: Welcome back to Raise the Platform here on Sin. You're with Rosie, Alex, Jaden, myself, Amy, and we've been joined by Stella. Hi. Oh. So... We've been talking about Rosie and Alex's experiences with travel, but first you were just listening to uh,
3: The Delta Rigs with Never Seen This Before. Yes. Very cool.
1: Yeah. And that, was, was that a Sweet 16? That track? was another yes, Sweet 16 track. In, in
0: fact, I think uh, all the songs t- today on the playlist are going to be Sweet 16s except for the last two tracks. Okay. Very, very cool. We just got really good Sweet Sixteens this week. <laughs> we always have really good Sweet That's true, that's
1: teams. true. Yeah. So we've been talking about Rosie and Alex's experience in travelling because, well, their experience with this trip because they went to Vietnam and Cambodia with cycle power and they hand-cycled around those, well, yeah, around those countries, I guess. Yes. From, Cambodia, yes. to yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Cambodia to Vietnam, yeah. From Cambodia to Vietnam, Um, but Jaden also wanted to discuss his travel experiences. So, Jaden, do you want to tell us about that?
2: Yeah, I will, Amy. Um, I've been mainly to, I've been overseas a number of times, mainly to to Indonesia, i.e. Bali, where I've been three times. I went to Fiji twice and Thailand once. Nice. the, it's come with a lot of great memories. Like in 2010 when I went to Fiji for a second time, we, it was like a World Challenge-like experience with my with school. And we helped build a kindergarten in a village we were staying at. Wow. Oh, cool. Which is absolutely amazing. And I remember all um, the village we were at, it had a mountain behind it. And on the mon- – I think it was the Monday – we had to wake up early in the morning because of course if we and walk up and walk up the mountain and considering with me having having had spinal surgery it would be quite physically challenging but I managed to do it we did do two other walks up hills but but they weren't as hard they were more lengthy strolls up hills and not as steep as the mountain we were on which was like going vertically upwards <laughs> i and I did mention that I've been another time, five, six years prior, but it was more like a Kentucky tour, staying in resorts and going to activities, whereas my family was like going out and about and that. And I'd like to mention more something about Bali. Yeah. About Bali. I've been three times and I, and love the place. It's
0: awesome.
2: I, and... One of my favorite experiences was white water rafting, and
3: wow. you're cool. in a boat with several <laughs>
2: other people, and ten of it is paddling, whereas the other ninety percent of the time you're at the mercy of the rapid, of the <gasps> rapid water, and they would say, and the Balinese person who's in there just go if you're about to hit something, they go boom boom, and <sighs> when you're about to hit something, but it's a lot of fun as well. Sounds Only like downer it. is that you have to climb hundreds of steps for. For the lunch, and then climb another oh. hundred steps to get to the bus to get back to Jeez. the resort. Wow. That's horrible.
0: <laughs> so, how did you find like what what white water rafting? How did it is? That it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's I, and I it's could, so unpredictable. Did, like,
0: did anyone fall out?
2: I I think I nearly. I think I, don't. I think my head was in. I think once my the third time I did it, my head went in the water and. <laughs> oh oh <gosh>. no. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I can I think, imagine
0: I'd fall out. Yeah. Lose my balance yeah. completely.
2: <laughs> but it hasn't come always with good experiences. Yeah. Like, when I went to Thailand in, I think, 2007, I had pain in the right side of my rib cage for about a week beforehand. Mm. I thought I had done a muscle and it just needed just ice and that, which is quite common for, like, muscle injuries and that. We flew out on the Friday night, arriving in Phuket on Saturday afternoon. Unfor- but we- the... Saturday night and the Sunday were fine. But by Monday, I was just, I fell quite badly ill. Mm. I, and it was terrifying. Here I was in a foreign country where the, where English is not the first language yep. with being weak, headache, 40 degree fever, mm. and the pain is still there.
0: And it would so, be, in hot, you know, hot country as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think that's what made it worse. Yeah. Yeah, things that—that's what made it worse. Um, I was then rushed to hospital for rushed to hospital, put on an IV drip, and had an ultrasound on the area. Later, found out it was an infection. Mm. I don't know how I got it. I don't know how I got it. And the hospital was actually not qu- pretty nice hospital. It was an international one, so mm. at least some of the so at least some of the doctors there spoke. English. Thank goodness, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: As, um, just on that note, I've lived overseas for a couple of years, actually in Indonesia. Um, and, like, all the doctors are absolutely great at the international hospital, but it does help, I guess, that comfort level if they speak English and you speak English. Yeah. But I think, like, in those situations, um, yeah, just the doctors are really, really good and you just... Relax because they're trying to understand their second language and you're trying to communicate and it can be i have the utmost respect for those doctors at those international hospitals because some of them know like three four different languages to work with all the different patients Mm. so like even though it was scary for Jaden, maybe because he didn't feel the most comfortable i think the doctors really know what they do and they try to make you feel as comfortable as they can like as i've mentioned here i've been like
2: i've mentioned on this program i've been to hospitals countless times yeah but <laughs> being going to an international hospital was just mm, was I was there I was pretty frightened being in there because I didn't know what the hell was happening I didn't mm. like some of the nurses only spoke Thai and
0: yeah mm, yeah can be a bit didn't have any
2: and didn't really have good English skills yeah. Yeah. luckily the doctor I saw he spoke English and actually with and actually did his study in Melbourne
0: Oh, wow. Oh, cool. hmm. So,
2: very small world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Meeting yeah. new people no matter what you do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we actually had um, a, one of our ladies fall off her bike in our trip, and she was um taken to hospital as well, and she found that hospital really, really good. I think it was an international hospital. Yeah.
1: So, Would
3: the, yeah, the treatment she got was fantastic, so... Yeah. it's always very good to hear. Yeah, it is because <laughs> it's got very to, scary. Yeah, we got
1: to visit her as well, which is, helped. when you're traveling and something like that happens, and you do have to go to hospital. It's a little intimidating because you don't know the local medical system, and you don't you don't know kind of how to work things. But I think if you just like try and relax, which is mm. harder said than done, yeah, and you know. Those people who are working at the hospital, they know what they're doing. You might not completely understand everything they're saying, but everyone kind of knows what they're doing. So just, you know, try and relax if you can and just try and work it out as you go, I guess I think is the... Yeah,
2: Yeah, it was the first time I'd actually been in hospital for more than a day and it was in Thailand and it was all like
1: constantly checking my blood
2: pressure and temperature and... Which I do know quite a bit now was done. I've had my blood pressure taken like so many times, and yeah. like when I was in the, when I was in my bed and I had like a doona over me, even though it was quite warm, warm there. They they would usually go put a thermometer in my mouth and go, "I'm oh, fever, fever." <laughs> if it was over thirty seven, thirty eight degrees, uh, okay. If it was over the, your normal temperature, and I went, "Yeah, well." Well, why am I, why are you saying fever when obviously one half of my body would be hotter than normal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got through that experience and that you're here with us today. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully. Yeah. I think we should go to our next song. This is Mike Snow with My Trigger. This is another Sweet 16. You're listening to Raise the Platform on C90.7
2: i 90.7, that was a sweet 16 this week. Now we're going to go to Stella, who's going to say something. My family does a lot of travelling, but we have had some negative experiences with travelling on aeroplanes. Once, when we went to
1: France, the plane lost my mountain buggy, which was the mobility device that we took. So we couldn't go anywhere because I couldn't walk very far.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, an experience where I went to London for a, a, a wedding and uh, they lost my wheelchair completely. And so I just kind of stayed stayed in the uh, hotel for the first day and I said to my mum, don't worry, just put me in like a wheelie bin. I'll be fine, just push me down.
1: <laughs> I, I do know, I don't know um, if this is like an Australia-wide policy or whatever. I do know that some airlines have a policy of only two wheelchairs per flight because of, I guess, the amount of room they take up in the hold. Um, So, I mean, we've had some experiences with that when we've travelled. Them saying, oh, there's, you know, already the allocation's been booked or if you don't let them know that a wheelchair's going to be on the flight, that can create some issues. Mm -hmm. So it's like losing your wheelchair is not acceptable (laughs) at all but like I think also if you are traveling and you do use a wheelchair or kind of any mobility device this is just my tip more than like a story is go online see what wheelchair service they offer and let them know in advance that you have a wheelchair so you kind of avoid those hiccups yeah you know we
0: had this is like not really we didn't lose anything but uh when you're traveling overseas to a country that doesn't speak English, it's really hard to, um, and even actually for Australians as well, it's really hard to explain to people that wheelchairs are your legs. Yeah. So we had that experience of getting over to, cause we started, we landed, uh, in, in Viet- Yeah. In yeah. Saigon. And then from Saigon we traveled, like took a smaller plane to, um, Cambodia, and they just really struggled to understand that we needed our wheelchairs. So we were we were stuck kind of on the plane for a while and then they had the big giant uh, lift that is very scary um, yeah. <laughs> and they had us all on that. And then they had like their wheelchairs that... You could fit, like, three disabled people on one chair because they're huge. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, they didn't work very well. Yeah, they didn't, didn't really work pushed. very well.
0: Um, you know, you have, to, you have to be pushed. You have to have someone there with you because you can't do anything by yourself. So we had a lot of frustrations, kind of, when it comes to airports yeah. Especially for the but people you, that, you, you know. Have on
2: wheelchairs anyway. Well, yeah, it
0: was fine for Alex and us because we use our walking sticks. But there was people there who, you know, have to use their yeah. wheelchairs. They because have no they've other, got paraplegia in there. Yeah. They have no yeah. other choice.
3: I felt very attached to my wheelchair in those moments. Oh, you do. You
0: see because it and you go, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um remember I was getting off a plane once and they got the wheelchairs mixed up, mine and someone else's wheelchair. Yeah. And um, so my wheelchair that I had at the time went to someone else on a different plane and their wheelchair came to me. Yeah. And um, they said, oh, this is your wheelchair. And I, I said, "On, oh, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's someone else's. And it took them a while to realise got the chairs mixed up. And it was so funny when my chair came down. I was like, oh, my chair. Like, yeah. It was <laughs> <"There's>
0: mine. <laughs> my baby, my precious chair. Yeah. yeah I was, yeah. Pretty happy to see Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, Stella's shaking her head like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. that does make me very happy because breaking I'm-
2: news: Rosie's owned her. Named her a chair.
0: Yeah, well, actually, people who uh, follow Razor Platform and hopefully listen to us every Saturday know that uh, Stella and I have matching names. Uh, so mm. I'm Tim, and her wheelchair's Tam. So together mm. we're Tim Tam. That's great.
1: Mystic, though. <laughs> but I was gonna say, as a, I guess I predominantly use my crutches to get around. It makes me very very thankful that my crutches can fit on the plane with me. Yeah. 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 So usually I don't have to deal with that like separation anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good.
3: There was another instance um with our group, uh one of the guys had a lithium battery that goes with um his yeah. uh, um extension on his on his wheelchair and the airline wouldn't let him take it with him to Cambodia. Which is a real shame because um, the attachment was part of his bike because he has an attachment onto his wheelchair that sort of creates the bike itself. Yeah. Um. So he really had a loss of experience really because mm. he had to sit in the bus for a lot of the time because um he didn't have part of his wheel like his yeah. bike that he really really needed. Mm. But I think with batteries that might be like a safety. Yeah, it thing is. As well. But they actually they were. Planning it for weeks with the airline, okay. and they actually said yes, 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 it's all fine. And then the day yeah. before right. they were going to fly, they said no. Oh. So it's, yeah, that is it's a bit of a shame. That's but annoying. It's
2: a shame fine, when you've fine, fine, it. fine, fine. 11th hour, not fine. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not on, not no. on. But yeah, um, just conflicting ta- messages. Yeah, but I mean, traveling can be um really also good when you have a uh, disability for example when I was younger not so much now obviously but when I was like three or four and I used to travel if you've ever been in a hotel and you've seen those like trolleys that they take the luggage on yeah Yeah. as a kid sometimes they'd let me sit on them and they'd take me up oh that's awesome so like I mean, there are some really, I guess, different experiences you can have. I don't think many kids can say they got to sit on it. And I I pretended that I was, like, a member of staff at the (laughs) hotel and I made friends with all the staff. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Our trip was really good in the way that um, when we got to each hotel, because obviously we pretty much stayed in each hotel one night each night, um, they would write our our room number on our luggage and they'd bring the luggage up for us so we wouldn't have to carry it in which yeah. was so helpful especially after a long ride what about you stella
2: another frustration of air parts that i have found
1: is the security pat down people who talk to you like you are five years old yep yeah. oh my goodness have you ever experienced this yes yep.
0: Yes, we have. Yes. I've had that um that thing where they look at your mum and they go, can she speak? And I would go, yes, yes, I can. I, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I had an experience, sorry, Jaden, where you had to sign a form before you could be pat down just to like, I guess, clear them of any yeah. liability when it comes to that <coughs> stuff. And I was over eighteen. It was very recently. They took the form straight to my mum. Yeah. She's like, and she was trying to like deal with all the luggage and get our crutches off that little belt. It comes off my crutches and all of that. She's like, "Why are you giving me this form?" Yeah. Like, "Oh, you need to sign it for your daughter." And she's like, "No." With um,
2: with customs, um, you know when you go through the <clears throat> speakers, yeah. the scanners and that, um, it will not trigger the. Because I've got two metal rods in the back, I was always worried that they'd beep. But yeah. it turns out, because my two metal rods are titanium rods, they don't beep unless they're super sensitive.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I was worried that if it did beep, I would have to give the speech to them saying, yeah. "Look, I I know I have metal, but it's in my body. I've got two rods. They'll be in there forever." <laughs> Can't take them out. <laughs> yeah. And they're not being taken out for just precautions.
1: Yeah. I also have the issue at some airports now, it's a thing where they ask you to take your shoes off. Oh, and um, I kind of have to explain, well, I can take them off, but it's putting them back on. That's a bit of an issue. And most of them are pretty good about it. and They just do like the swab on my shoe and that's all fine. But sometimes it takes a while or they they kind of double question me they're like are you sure you can't take them off and it it's just it gets uncomfortable because I'm trying to express can we come up with a different way around this Mm. and um there are ways and you know they're really really great at what they do and checking everybody and making sure everybody's safe but the thing with the shoes it's kind of it's something that I always dread because it's a really awkward conversation yeah 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 same with
2: me dreading going through a Going through the body scanners, because my mum would usually go, he might beep, and then turns out I go through all clear, (laughs) all clear. Actually,
1: really funny story, when I was little, I I kind of forgot wheelchairs were made out of metal, so they take (laughs) you through the beeping beeping scanner in your wheelchair, and then they pat you down separately. Yeah. but we went through the briefing scanner with the customs lady. And I remember it went, beep, 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 And I just started, like, screaming, going, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm sorry. like, And because I totally just blanked. I was like this little four-year-old just, like, <laughs> getting really upset. And then they had to explain to me that, no, it was the wheelchair. I'm safe. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. Yeah, it's, it never
2: happened to me. But I was thinking if they put the metal detector around and...
0: See my family. Uh, That's right.
3: Uh, Um, I always find when uh, I get patted down that my um, AFOs get.
1: Yeah,
3: um, yeah, because they touch them and
1: they think, ooh. Because, like, if if you don't know what an AFO is, I'm assuming you have one that goes up your leg a bit. It's like a plastic thing that kind of goes around your leg. It's like a brace. Yeah. And so it can feel. Very strange.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, Stella.
2: Once when I was traveling with my family overseas, and they took me into a small room, and I thought I would never see my family again.
0: That is so scary. It was scary. Oh yeah, would be. <laughs> would be yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Just horrifying.
2: Just before Stella accidentally pressed the button to to speak, she. I was about to say I'm. If I do go through the the scanner and it does beep, I'll just go. Um, I've got metal in my back, and usually when they put the metal detector, it'll go beep, 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 and some rods. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But just on what Stella was saying, because we were saying about two minutes ago how it's a bit annoying that I guess they immediately assume we have dependence on our family members. It is important, I guess, if you do have to be patted down like most of us do or, you know, and there's laws around that, whether they do it in public or in a separate room, I think it is important that they let the members of the party travelling with you know kind of if they do have to take you to a different room or something Mm. like that. So it's kind of that... They didn't say anything to that. So it's kind of that fine line between respecting, Mm. so in terms of asking maybe you know, asking the person that they're um, examining, you know, do you, this is what's happening. Do you want to let your family and friends know? We've just mm. got to check you. And it's just that line of respect and finding out what they need and who they need to tell and just working out. And I understand that, you know, they're very, very busy and they're trying to get through as many people as possible. So it's just about finding that balance, yeah. I think. I agree
0: completely. There's a lot yeah. more training that needs to be done. I reckon we should go to our next song.
2: Yes, this is <laughs> ballpark music. Whipping boy. It's from our album of the week. It's for, from our Australian album of the week. Every night, the same dream. You are listening to Sin 9.7, Raise the platform. <laughs> that was uh, ballpark music and whipping boy. That was from our album of the week. Every night, the same dream. You are listening to Sin 9.7, Raise the platform.
3: And I want to touch on briefly uh, the news I've been reading the last two days, maybe. Uh, Brazil, well, Vogue Brazil uh, magazine have uh, done a little Paralympic campaign and they've actually got able-bodied people and photoshopped them to make them look
1: disabled. So they've given Ooh. them
3: prosthetic legs and chopped off their arms. And
1: I haven't seen this, but do you know what they're supposed, I guess, intent was with that campaign?
3: I think it was just to promote the the Paralympics, yeah. but they've completely...
0: Stuffed
1: it stuffed up. Stuffed it up. Because
3: yeah. um,
0: the article that I was reading today said that um, it's not Vogue's fault, it wasn't their idea, it was uh, somebody else, it's like the model's idea. They try to make it like the actor's or something's idea, yeah. um, but then they just kind of... Uh, po- like put it in their magazine cuz they wanted to support, you know, the Paralympics and stuff. But uh, you At know, the they just did they,
1: they control what gets published. Mm, in their exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just it's just a bit I uh, think redunculous that people think that, you know, they're supporting the Paralympics by getting able bodies to look disabled. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the American Vogue don't get it wrong. They've had uh I've talked about this model before, Gillian Mercado, who has. She
1: also modeled for Beyonce, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, They had her on the front page. Yeah. And she's legit disabled and legit gorgeous. So. so <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I follow I've her never her heard instrument. of her, but what kind of disability does she have? She
0: has spinal muscular dystrophy. So okay. she is in an electric wheelchair.
1: Can I just say she has one of the coolest haircuts? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, she um, is an absolute babe. Yeah.
1: No, like... And she she's, like, friends with Beyonce. Like, how much cooler can you
0: get? <laughs> I'm not sure if she's actually friends oh, well, with Beyonce,
1: but... I'm sure she... Well, think Beyonce she's knows who her. she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the <laughs> better way to put it. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But, like, just to kind of, I guess... Um, I guess counteract what happened. Oh sorry. No, no no no! I'm just telling you to talk into the microphone. Uh, just to kind of um, <laughs> sorry about that. It's just okay. to kind of I guess not counteract, but like show some good. I guess publicity towards the Paralympics. There's an ad that's been playing to promote the Paralympics, which was designed by Channel Four in England, but it's been playing in Australia as well. Called "We're the Superhumans," and if you haven't seen this ad, it's an entire. It's the whole cast has some sort of disability, and they sing this song, which is an old song from the 1960s called "Yes I Can," and it's really really cool. It involves like people amputees like tap dancing and like it's just it's such a cool ad. And there's it a is. guy who does like an electric guitar solo with his feet which yeah. is one of the coolest things I've seen and like have you guys seen the commercial? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool yeah. isn't it? It is, it's I awesome.
2: <laughs> I haven't I don't think I you have guys but
1: need to watch it. They also um this I don't believe is playing on television. It could be they have an ad where they've got a sign language interpreter, like doing it in British sign language, so it might not Mm -hmm. be playing in Australia. Um, but instead of just having him on the corner in the screen, he like changes costumes when they change costumes and like rocks out when they've got the rock music and does like air guitar and they've just done it so well. That sounds amazing. The
2: where the superhuman's campaign's not new for Channel Four in England because they did for the London Paralympics where they and it's quite a stirring out as well.
1: Yeah, that had a different vibe. That had songs by Public Enemy. Yeah, it did yeah.
2: harder than you think.
1: Yeah, and that was, like, very, I guess, um, very gritty and, like, very, like, really cool, but, like, this one's a lot more, like, big band and, like, cheery mm. and it's kind of the complete opposites of each other.
2: Yeah, whereas the Public Enemy, if you haven't heard of them, they're a hip-hop band and yeah. a quite an influential and pioneering hip-hop band. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but I think that that those commercials are a really good positive step towards because they actually really got me, like, pumped for the yeah, Paralympics. Yeah. And, like, I'm already, like, hyped for them <laughs> and so excited, but it was just, like, next level. I was like, yes. Yeah. Come on, yes, I can.
2: Yeah, because this is the first time it's being held on. a, comp- Because usually Paralympics for the last countless years have been a domain of the ABC. Yeah. And this is the first time that it's gone mainstream. It's being shown on seven on one and seven's channels. I think yeah. seven two are showing yeah, it. I'm
0: not sure, yeah, I have to look into that
1: yeah. before it starts quickly. I know
2: channel seven days. Is, I know Channel Seven is showing it,
0: yeah, it's but, awesome. Um, it's the bat time as well,
1: yeah, no if you haven't seen the ad, it's online and it'll be on t v but like um, I was telling Rosie before I believe the singer in it's Australian, and um one of the things that really impressed. Me with it is they didn't just show Paralympians doing things; they showed everyday people with disability also doing things yeah. to say like, I guess you don't just need to be a Paralympian in order to be like a a person with a disability who like is doing things, if that makes sense. Mm. And like, um, there's this really cool scene in it as well where they've got a young boy and he's in like a principal's office, I guess, and the principal office. Is at, the principal officer, the principal, <laughs> uh, or the character says, oh, I'm sorry, no, you can't. Mm. And then they cut to, and he's playing, like, wheelchair rugby, and he's like, yes, I can, and he crashes into someone. And, yeah, it's
0: a fantastic yeah. ad. And, you know, I just want to um, do a segue just before the show ends because we've got about five minutes. Um, about I want to talk about the I word.
1: The I word?
0: Inspirational. <laughs> oh. Because we kind of hate that word here. Yeah. Um. But I noticed when Alex and I were overseas and we were doing this, you know, huge ride where we're riding about 80 k's a day, that that word kind of, it creeps in. Um, and especially when, for all the people that we met that were disabled overseas as well. Um, because they were just truly inspirational. Like, because, you know, here we get, you know, oh, you're so inspirational for getting out of bed or a so I'm now gonna try and use that word again. I'm trying to bring it back but not in a patronizing manner. not, th- not in a oh my god you're going to Not as bed. a dirty word. Yeah, not as a dirty word, but as in a someone who's truly doing something inspirational. I
1: think like for me I use the word inspirational um even for people. With disabilities when they're doing something that's just truly incredible mm, yeah like i would call the paralympians inspirational because they're sports people like we call olympians inspirational Inspir- yeah people that's exactly of right the, the training they've put in and mm. the hours and the dedication and mm. the sweat yeah um like to me i have no issues saying to them they're inspirations to me like that's just well, good good because i was feeling worried yeah. about that no I'm... i totally think like if you're using it to like acknowledge like a an achievement that they're done and they're proud of uh, that's totally valid and a good word to use almost mm. yep.
0: good well good that was everyone's warning that i'm bringing that word back and i'm going to probably say it a little bit more during the paralympics <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah no i think that would be a good conversation to have at some point like when is that word not okay <laughs> when is that word because it, it's a word that evokes, I guess, a lot of emotion in the disability community. Yeah, definitely. It did for me, at least. I was yeah. like, this disability has ruined the word inspirational for me. <laughs> yeah. um, also, just another segue, because Rosie mentioned it on Facebook, we were going to talk a bit about TV and diversity in TV, but we've kind of run out of time because we've had such a good chat this week.
0: Yeah, so there we're we going to have to do it next week. Yeah. So now we have a theme for next week, guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. And we will see you next week on Rose the Platform. Yes, yeah, so don't forget to tune in Saturday
1: from 4 to 5 next week. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Checking our socials.
1: Yes. And um, just a language warning for this next song. This is one of our Sweet 16 tracks, AB Original with January... Sorry, January 26th featuring Dan Sultan with AB Original here on soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye for now.